0: Okay, now, now I want to tell you about the miraculous. So before we say anything, if I say anything about the miraculous, I want to tell you that this is the most difficult story in the, in the Torah. Because the story of the miraculous, which appears here in the parish of Shlach, and then again in the beginning of Dvarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu retells the story, the parish of the Meraglim, it's very difficult to understand whose fault it is. Like, who did it? What do they need Meraglim for? Why, why did it happen? So from the parish of Shlach, it seems like a kodesh Boku said Shlach Lecha It sounds like God approved, was in favor of, thought it was a mitzvah, and that you could, if you could say such a thing, you know, you could say, well, it was God's fault. Because God told them to go. On the other hand, in the story in Tvarim, it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu wanted them to go. But he thought it was a good idea. The people, they obviously thought it was a good idea. The Nisi'im, who was sent, one, each tribe brought in one person who was like a great person and said he's my representative now all of this doesn't make much sense if you understand that God promised that B'nai Yisrael would inherit the land which sounds to me like it means miraculously if you remember the story of Yericho you remember the Jews went into Eretz Canaan and they came to Yericho And instead of fighting, they walked around, and then they blew the chauffeur, and the walls came tumbling down, as in the famous Negro spiritual. So, if the walls came tumbling down, and all you had to do was blow the chauffeur, what exactly could the spies have been spying out? When you go into war, there are all kinds of technological... Uh, 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 strategic difficulties, but if, you're, if God is going to make the walls go down, that sounds like it simplifies things tremendously. So what difference does it make as Moshe Rabbeinu said to, to the spies see the cities are big cities or small cities if they're strong people or weak people, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if God is going to do the miracle? Of bringing the walls of Yericho down. What difference does it make? What kind of people, what inside of those walls? Because the person with the blood shelter and make the walls come tumbling down, that person is going to win. Who is it going to win? So, so, what was the issue? Then we have this response, this response from B'nai Yisrael. They start wailing and crying and it's terrible. Now this is the same Bnei Yisrael who just a little while ago went through the Cheta Ege were almost annihilated. Annihilated literally by Kodesh proposition to Moshe Rabbeinu was to put an end to the people, to the Sipnec people who we'll start over again with the children of Moshe Rabbeinu. With the children of Moshe Rabbeinu, we started with the children of Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, uh, so they were on the verge. When they saw the verge of annihilation. They were saved by Moshe Rabbeinu his plea to God. So where did they come up with this crazy idea that that they had a, that they could complain, that they could argue, that they could be unhappy? What do you mean unhappy? Like somebody gets out of jail is about unhappy for a couple of days. Right, he's happy. Uh, people whose lives were saved in some way, I mean, they should be happy. So, some of this is in the first Rashi in the Parashat, which we'll just look at quickly. You see, the, the, on top of the page, the Pasuk by the Be'er of Moshe Lenore, Okay, that's a passage we've heard before. lecha <laughs> anashim, you, Moshe Abedu, send them, which sounds again like a command. We have to understand that Chana, Hashem, aninotem v'nei Yisrael, Hashem ani Hakadosh Baruch Hu, God gives to the Yisrael, which seems to be a statement that should end the discussion. What further discussion is that God is giving to the nei Yisrael? <laughs> okay, that's how the mashiim were collected, which itself is problematic. So let's look at Rashi. I say, look at Rashi, I always tell you, and I think it's important to understand that Rashi represents the cumulative... Collective? uh, No, cumulative. Cumulative. uh, A statement of Chazal. That's what Rashi is. Rashi is the mirror of Chazal. And even though Chazal worked for a thousand years, and Rashi for less nevertheless the way we understand the kumish in the eyes of Chazal came to us through Rashi nobody went to learn all the Medrashim and nobody knows all the Gimars. I mean, a few people do but most people don't we know pretty much what Rashi told us we have to know Rashi became the, the ultimate teacher, the ultimate teacher you know the Barami Prague the Marao said that uh, Rashi was done a great injustice because uh, the Rebbis in the schools teach the little children Rashi. So the children get the idea that Rashi is not such a big deal <laughs> because we teach it to children. So it's not going to be, you don't teach Ram Q.A. to children. <laughs> you teach Rashi. So, so the people think that Rashi, yeah, it's easy. You know, just. Rashi, whereas he, the Maharal, who wrote a very, very long commentary on Rashi, he thought Rashi was very profound, and he thought that because you learn it with Mechader, it's you kind of get the wrong message. It's the, the kids think it's easy and you understand it. So look at what Rashi says here. Last week, the end of Balotra. Right? It's the parish of Miriam. Lashon Hore, Tzara, like what they said, and all, and all of that. she al iskei That's why the parish of Miriam comes before Baha'u'llah, because she was punished for Lashon Hore. She spoke Lashon Hore, and she was punished. and Shaim was ra'ul and these guys, these guys who went and sent Miraglim to Eretz Yisrael, they saw that the punishment for lashon of was very grave and they did not take a lesson. So according to Rashi, who's doing a bad thing here? Everybody! Everybody's doing a bad thing because because uh, the people are going to talk Lashad Hara I mean the spies are going to talk Lashad Hara about everything in Israel Bosh Hashanah sent the spies and we don't need the spies HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Bosh Baby to do we don't understand why next Rashi Shalach Lecha Shalach Lecha right Shalach Lecha Rashi says Vayom HaShem Elagro Lech lecha, you remember that pasuk? It's you know found someplace in the beginning of the Torah. Lech lecha, what does lech lecha mean according to Rashi? Lech Le tovadcha go for your good. That's what lech lecha means, right? In modern times, you would say it's a way of the language. You know, you know that that that, that if you if you create. A category, like a technical term for an exceptional something. which you say to you like an exceptional? You, it, it, you imagine that you've said something, but you really haven't. All you said is, "I don't know what it means." In a little bit, with a little bit of sophistication, but if you don't know what it means. What difference is making it sophisticated or not? You know, you just don't know what it means. So. He, eras, he says, <laughs> unabashedly. It's saying, because he says, Shlach Lecha, means for your good. But here he says, Shlach Lecha like though God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm not in this, in this deal here. You do whatever you want. Ani ameni mitzave lecha. Rashi solves the theological problem. And he says, it's not God who commanded this whole business, but it was all Moshe Rabbeinu. Spole into it says Shlach. If you want, send these spies. Vichavu Yisrael ba'Amru. Right Mishnecha nashim lefanenu. The way Moshe Rabbeinu tells the story, the beginning of Barim, the people came to him and they said, "Let's send these spies." Right, send spies. Kimar she nehemar bati krevun they likeulchem uMosheinim lach b'shchina. That's what happened. Who who instigated it? The people. Who did they instigate it with? Moshe Rabbeinu. Then Moshe Rabbeinu Raja said, Nimlach What do you think about that? Nimlach Bashchina means he took the advice of the Shkina. You know, it's like you go, to, you go to God and say, look, uh, don't tell me what to do. Just let's discuss it. You know, sometimes people come to rabbis and they say that, I, I don't want you to tell me the psaac. Just tell me how it goes down in the rest of the world. Okay, so that, that's what, what Raja says about Moshe Rabbeinu. It's, it's like uh, not to be believed in my humble opinion. Moshe So Moshe Rabbeinu says, it's not my fault because I told them that the land of Canaan is Tovah, right? Tovah is a, is a a, a word that's used in the Chumash again and again to mean the way God wants it to be. That it is the land, that God wants to be our land, etc. Sh'nei may ah'alei me'omi That's what Moshe Rabbeinu said to them. You're going to leave the poverty of Mitzrayim and go to a wonderful place where everything is going to be great. lahem makom it's like a, a, a word that introduces an oath. Right? It's like, I take an oath. That's what God said. I and mean, this is like, like uh, truly uh, hard to imagine. And God said, okay, do whatever you want, Gosher in, in other words, if they are so inclined to mess up, they're going to mess up. I'm not going to command them. So even though it seems from the pasuk, that it's a command, Moshe, uh, 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 Rachi takes the trouble to try to explain to us that it was not a command. It was all done by the people, the spies, Moshe Rabbeinu, but not God. God so didn't have anything to do with this, so to speak. So that, it seemed to me, it seemed to me again, after, uh, uh, after the I I want to talk about a particular problem. Was a particular problem connected to the uh, to the Muradling. You know that they came back and they said what they said and everybody got got excited and started crying and uh, and uh, they were punished. 38 years of wandering in the desert. In other words, the punishment for the Muradling was more powerful punishment than the punishment for the Angel of Zaha. Now I wondered about that also because it could have been... You know what Rashi says and the Hummer says, Rashi explains... That Moshe Rabbeinu was a little delayed according to the computation of B'nai Yisrael by the the Egel, the eagle. Egel. What made the Chayda Egel possible? Because B'nei Yisrael thought that Moshe Rabbeinu had abandoned them. And if Moshe Rabbeinu abandoned them, it could be understood that Hakodesh both abandoned them. And therefore, they made the Egel as a Hav as kind of a hopeless act, that, that there was still something in the, in the world that could be on their side. So, ultimately, that's a defensible position. You know, if you go to court, even if you say something that's it's a, little, a little off, but, but technically, you have an argument that it, in some kind of technical way, it's true that if, if the timing was off, even if you made a mistake, but if you thought that the timing was off, and Motor Abedin didn't show up, and you thought, therefore, there was no leadership, no spiritual leadership in that direction, so you went in some other direction. So even though it sounds to us to be a little contrived, but it is a rationale. But when it comes to the maragran, because the maragran, there is no defense. Kodesh Baruch Hu told them, go. A Kodesh Moshe Abedah told them it's a good place. So what possible uh, justification could they have for not accepting the charge? And they, or saying that they didn't want to accept the job. That's what I, I thought. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I want to talk about is Beth in Yoshua. Parabet in Yoshua, which is printed on the back of the sheet in Hebrew and in English, so that I'll I'll, I'll read in Hebrew, but if you don't get it quite the, with the, the right speed, you can look at the English. Uh. So the pasuk says, "This is Parik Bet in Yoshua. Remember Yoshua? He brought the Jews into Eretz Canaan, and we're up to like you know we're getting ready. We're getting ready to fight the battles at the top of the land and to do what has to be done." So this is the whole story. That is the story. The amazing thing is that after the Chet HaVaraglim, after the Baraglim caused a delay of 38 years to go into Eretz Yisrael until the Jewish people suffered tremendously. Not too much the Torah tells us, but they suffered Wandering around in the desert all those years just because they thought the who were worthy. Whereas even if the Meraglim told the truth, the truth was irrelevant to the to the process. The process was clear. They were supposed to go to Eretz Kedad and conquer it. What madness could have enticed Yehoshua to send Meraglim? I mean, isn't that Maybe the last thing, certainly next to the last thing that you would ever expect. An intelligent person like Yonshua Nun. I mean what possible good could he but not only not only did Yoshua Nun send the around, not only did he avoid Talking to them, like Moshe Abedin did. Moshe Abedin, look, said, Look, check it out. See if they're big, see if they're strong, see if their fruit is good, right? Do something. What did Yoshua Abedinun tell them? Nothing. Nothing. He said, Look, well, take a look. This was not a high powered group. This wasn't like the glim of Moshe Rabbeinu who were able to, to check the military uh, uh, situation, the defense. The, you know, this is something, this is nothing. Now listen to the second half of the Pasuk. Let's ignore Rachab for a minute. That she was a zonah. We'll come back to it. So, like, like they came into town. They came into Yericho and they said where is there a uh, a local prostitute I mean I don't imagine they had those little books you know you see Europe on five dollars a day right? I don't think they had that so even they had somebody and when they found out where this well known courtesan lived uh, they went over there and what did they do they, they, they rented rooms they used it as a hotel and you can imagine spies going into Yericho and going and finding Rahab and then renting rooms and staying there and that was the end of their spying they never went to any place else that's the only place they went to so I I not go you know, into it too much, but you understand that the Rachabazona does not represent uh, womankind. What is Rachabazona in this story? She knows what the people think. That's Zona. And, and so it gives me the impression that they went out purposely. They said to, me, to themselves, where can we go to find out what the people think? And they said, of course you go to the House of Prostitution. That's where you, everybody's open-minded and liberal and talks a lot. And, and, and uh, surely, surely this woman in charge, she would know what people think. And so the story goes on. The story goes on that that the, that the, Yuriko, the king of Euurika found out and he chased after them and she decided to hide them. She decided to give them uh, uh, some kind of uh, protection and so she told the, so, the soldiers or the or the, the, uh, the Mishtara, when they came along oh, they went that away you know that's like in the westerns uh, they went and chased after them and meanwhile they were there. They were there all the time and then they came back and she put them on the roof and then she had this uh, this rope or something that that went down from the roof and they ran away and and they escaped. Along the way along the way Rahab makes this deal with these two guys who are spies and says to them look you know I'm saving you. I want you to save me and my family. Oh, my relatives, when you come back and you conquer Yurito, remember, we have this deal. We have this arrangement. They said, no problem, you know, thanks a lot, we're very happy you saved us, etc. Um, one second. Now, I want to look at Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Chet, the eighth Pasuk. The Heimat Terem before they went to sleep, She went up to see them on the roof where they were hiding. Well, they went to sleep, but they were hiding. So they say, she says to these people, I know that God has given you this land, and that the fear of the, the Israelites has overwhelmed all of us. And we have melted, and it's melted, we kind of all melted out of fright. Because we know that you are coming to conquer the land. Pasuk Yud. Ki et Because we've all heard about Kriyat Yamsuf. And that God did that. And you remember, we talked about Kriyat Yamsuf as being a remarkable miracle, something very special, something not a regular miracle, but an extraordinary miracle. So God dried up the Yamsuf with Sey Chemim And we also know. About the battles that you fought against Sichon and Og, and we know obviously that God is protecting you, because all of this could not have happened unless God was expressing His interest in all of this. Vinishma. pasuk 11. V'nishma, v'yamasla b'avenu, v'lo kama od ruach b'ish And we all are petrified. We recognize the fact that your God is God. These are the regular accepted formulations for the dominion of one God. Of one God and and His racha. Rachab before she was a prostitute must have studied theology in some uh, in some, uh university someplace. But she is uh, the same theology as the prophets of Israel. Rahab Azona, exactly the exactly the same. Pasuki's betai shabu mali bashem kyasiti matem khesed Brasiti Yamatem in bait of the chesed. I did. A Chesed to you, I saved you from these these guys. Now promise me that you'll do a Chesed to me and my family. And uh, give me a sign. Etnev shabshoteh mi mamet. So promise me, Rahab says, that you will save my family and, and won't, uh, won't die in this process, because we know that others will die. Vayomulah <laughs> nashim pasuk fourteen. Nafshenu kaftecher lamut in lot agidu etu varenu zev ha'ya b'teitah shem lano etu aretz asinu. Okay, so they agree. We will do <laughs> chesed lemet, uh, just as you did for us. I mean, this is a story, right? Vatome l'hem pasuk ted sixteen. Vatome l'hem mehiral uchu pen yifga'u v'chem harotvim. She says, now, you have to run away. Because these guys, these soldiers that I sent, and they're not going to find them. they're going to come back to me. So you have to run away now, and hide out for three days, and after that, and after that, if we die, then we don't have to fulfill our side of the bargain. And then she helps them go down the thing, the, 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 and they go and they run away. If we skip a couple of psukims, skip till. Uh, vai eu fu vai yavir tole tei vai eu fu as asher told them to do they came up into the mountains and they stayed there for 3 days Ad shavu rodfim vai batura rodfim ka va der the lord made so those who chased after them were coming back and they looked here and they looked there and they weren't able to find these two spies. Yes, kavet v'yashuvu shnei anashim v'yadu me'ahar v'yagru v'yabol yoshe'a benu v'yisatru lo et kol ha'motza ototam. As I understand it, they came to Yericho. In Uriho, they found Rachab. With Rachab, Rachab saved them. And then they made a deal. And then they ran back to the camp that Yoshua was in charge of. So, what were they spying? What report could they report back to Yoshua? Then, how gonna... are they going to report? What report, pray, do they have to bring? So the pasuk says, pasuk yet yechavdalah by Amruel Yosua ben Nun, by Amruel by Amruel Yosua ben Nun Hashem Ma? What is that word? At kol ha'aretz mogu kol yosvei ha'aretz bi'adenu. So, more difficult, you can't see. <laughs> and in, in any event, what is it? What, what is this phrase here? You see the last phrase in the Pasuk? Their like, Their report to Yoshua bin Nun was based on what Rachat told them. Well the Rabbi tell them tell these two guys? We're afraid. We know that it's God. We know that it's part of the plan. You're not just people who are coming to conquer others because you, that's what you feel good about. But it's the divine plan for the world. I remind you, just you know, remember the first actually are the chumash. The divine plan is that the day Israel should get, heresy Israel. What did the Goyim say to people who are living in Eretz Yisrael? Well, what did they say? And I, I don't mean, think. quote Rajiv. What they say to people who lived in Eretz Yisrael? They said, we live in Eretz yeah. That's also the divine plan. Yeah. You know, you can't argue with people who are believers. Believers can't argue with believers. Because they both accept the fact that you could be a believer. After that, nobody knows. So what did the nations, the seven nations, argue according to Rashi? They said, we're here. Who put us here? Who put us here? God put us here. So your argument that God wants you to take over the land of Canaan, why should that be better than our argument that we are in the land of Canaan? That's the the Rashi. That's the Rashi says that the whole Torah is there to teach us until until, uh, the first mitzvah For for Amni Yisrael, we say, Chodosh, Elochem, the whole Torah is there to teach us that even though everything that God does is done, so to speak, it can change. And even though it's true that seven nations were in Eretz Canaan because God wanted them to be, it's also true that they're not going to leave because God wants them to leave. That was like the the, Nekudah, that was the point that the Rashi stresses the first Rashi in the Chumash. In the so they came to Rachada Zona and she said, we know. What do you mean we know? What do we know? We know that this is the divine plan. That you're not simply marauders running around. You're not like the Mongolians who went to capture the world because it was sounded like a good idea. But you are coming to Eretz Israel because it's yours, because you belong there. Who said that? Rechabah We know that. And that's the report that the spies sent back to Bin Nun. And so, you see this confusion about whether something is a mitzvah or it's not a mitzvah. Where's that confusion? In the Rashi on Shlach Lecha. Even though we all think that Shlach Lecha on sounds like a mitzvah. It sounds like God directed people to do something. The Rashi insists. The Rashi, Rashi we read. The Rashi we read. Rashi insists that a it's not a mitzvah. That means you don't always know the divine position and if you don't know the position of heaven about whether you should go and conquer Israel, what becomes very important? Well, what becomes very important is what did the people in Canaan in think was happening? Why? Why is it so important? Because obviously, if you come, and if, if you like ahead head of a criminal band, and you go to conquer another country. Well, of course, what are the people going to do in that other country? They're going to defend themselves. They have no choice. They have no choice but to defend themselves. So then I have to ask myself is it reasonable that I'm going to kill them all in order to get a piece of land? Like some Americans might have asked themselves that question about the Indians. Might have. Right, of course, today there's compensation because all the Indians get as much liquor as they could possibly consume, and therefore they are compensated. But I'm saying conquest is a moral issue. I mean, who says you can conquer Arabs? Cannot? We say, "Oh, God said it." When well, we see that God, God, is fuzzy here. I point to Rashi. I'm not sure what God is saying. I'm not sure that it's a mitzvah or it's perhaps not a mitzvah, but something that you should do. So, if you don't know that the conquest of Eretz Israel is a mitzvah, you know, like today, Yishav Eretz Israel, right? Yeshua, Eretz you say, ask any, anybody in an American yeshiva, or you ask anybody in yeshiva in Israel about Yishav Eretz Israel, you say, it's a mitzvah. Yes, ask anybody in Chutzlah to the yeshiva about Yishav Eretz Israel, he's not a mitzvah. Right? So, uh, so uh, obviously, you know, there's kind of leeway. There's kind of, it was about whether spy no not whether to spy the question was why did Yodhua send the spies but the Hashem yeah he says God gave him the choice right was wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a spies. Mitzvah but he's changing the simple chapter in the Puzzah the Puzzah says which sounds to us like do it this is what you're supposed to do. And then he says, he, Rashi, says, no, that's not what it means. God didn't tell us to do it. God said, if you want to do it, you can do it. If you don't want to... about going in, everybody going in. I'm, saying, I'm saying that becomes, that becomes the model, that's what I say, for ad hoc commands. Like when God says something, we don't always know whether God means do it unconditionally or God means think about it. And if it makes sense to you, then go and do it. So what were the people? What were the the Jews thinking about? What were the Jews thinking? They were thinking about whether they had the moral right to conquer Eretz Israel, and what would make that determination? What would make it clear that they had the moral right to conquer Eretz Israel? What what event could make it clear? If you knew that the people in in Canaan. You do, the people of Canaan knew that God was leading them, the Jews, into Eretz Canaan and took a stand against them anyway. If they, if they didn't know that it was God leading them into Eretz Canaan, you can say, look, they're regular people. Everybody defends their homeland, their household, their, their, their homestead, right? Everybody defends themselves. But if they knew that God was leading us into Eretz Canaan, then they have no, uh, 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 there's no way to defend the battle that they initiate. Because they know that God wants us to do this. So when the two spies came to Yericho, they went to Rachaf. Who is Rachaf? She knows what people think, and that's what she said. She said, well, what, are the, what do you think is going on? She says, oh, we know. We know about Kriyat Yamsuf, and we know about Sichon old, and we know that God is in charge of this project, and therefore, Am Yisrael was absolutely justified, absolutely justified by by their willingness to go to war against these people. who, who knew that God wanted them to inherit to inherit the land. Why were and, the people? What? Why were the people of Canaan afraid of the Jewish people? Who are understanding God's plan forty years later? And not that, not, uh, not the generation of the uh, of the second. Year. In other words, you no, broke. no, I, I didn't say that. I I, I I draw a distinction. I say that the that the uh, that the, uh, the, Rang- the Rang- reaction of the in other words, the reaction that they get is that the people are not afraid of the Jewish people. that who gets. The first. First, the first set of maragnas... The first set of they, the Maraguin, they had nothing to do with the people. The first set of the maragnas were about whether it's a good deal. And that was certainly and an You're suggesting that they were testing the waters to see Who? what... Both were testing water to see... But so they were testing there. different waters. The first set of maragnas went to find out whether it was a good deal. Whether they would get big houses... And they get a lot of money and whether the land was very fertile. I mean, that's what they were, they were interested in. They knew that God told them to go. But now they wanted to know whether it was a good deal. That was the first miracle. And therefore, they cried and refused to go because they decided it wasn't such a good deal. The second miracle that Yoshua said was well, not sent to find out if it was a good deal or not. It was a done deal. They were going to go to Eretz Canaan, but they were sent in order to find out whether they had the moral right to fight against people who would just want to defend themselves, who want to defend their homes. And so, Rachav was the one who said, "You have that moral right because we know, we, the people in Eretz Canaan, we know that that it's God's mission that you are simply representing what God wants to do in Eretz Canaan, and therefore." So it's a different kind of miracle. Kind of a different kind of story. You're saying that the Israelites knew what the Jews did. They knew about the, yeah, they knew after 38 years that the Jews had left the shrine, that they had been miraculously saved at the Yavsuf, they had received the Torah, they had beaten in battle. The, the, they knew them. this too. Who? This is like a terrible Bershah. A terrible pusha that they knew it and we didn't. We knew it. No, of course we knew it, but we didn't know if they knew it. In other words, if they know it, then they should give up. They shouldn't fight. They shouldn't fight because they know it's the divine design. So they shouldn't fight. But if they do fight, then we have the right to fight back. If they don't know that, then they're just defending their homes. And and, and who says we have the right to kill them? You see, I was once a left-winger. I'm <laughs> still a left-winger. But, but being a left-winger, is like, it doesn't exist anymore. Like, they're no friends. Anybody who wants to be a left-winger, has to two by himself. So that the, that the miraculous, there are two stories, and the two stories are totally different. They have nothing to do with each other. The first story is about, is God offering us a good deal? That's the first story. And the second story is, do we have a moral right to engage the Canaanites in war? And that moral right derives from the fact, ultimately, that the Canaanites knew that God was bringing Am Yisrael into, into Eretz Yisrael. And you see that so clearly from the story of the, of the, of the two spies that Yeshua sent, who didn't spy and all they did was talk to Rachav, and when they finally got back to Yoshua Benun, they told him what she had told, what she had told them, as though that was called that was called professional spying. So I think that the story of Yoshua Benun and the two spies sheds light on the, the story of of the Meraglim as told in the Tasha of Sla but it doesn't answer all the other questions that I mentioned to you at the beginning. Those are other questions, like whose fault is it and who did it and uh, and uh, uh, the discrepancies between the stories as told in the parish of Shlach and the parish of Dvarim. All of these questions are at least posed by the Rampan in the beginning of his commentary on Shlach. So if you like... It's a Shalom Shabbos. If you have uh, looking for something to do, to learn the Ramadan at the beginning. At the beginning of Shabbos, have a good Shabbos.